Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. For dinner. Look, I take like the mood and the vibe of the house very seriously. So I want them to just immediately fit in. I just don't know what to expect. I really don't. Okay, so we haven't spoken since February. Lindsay, he's mad at me and she doesn't want me having a relationship with Carl. Whoa, that was verbatim? Yeah. She said that I wanted Carl in a sexual way. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. We are, we've embarked upon a brand new season at Summer House. Join with me to talk about the premiere, the one and only Ray Sani. Hello, girl. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I love it when my family's back on television. <laughs> Rain or shine, I'm here. I'm here for it. Yes. Um, I saw a lot of people on like Reddit and Twitter being like, oh, this premiere sucked. And I was fine with it. You know, what did you think? It was great. I actually thought it was great because I'm somebody who understands Lindsay. Like you already messaged me earlier saying, you know, I'm coming on here as a Lindsay apologist. And I welcome that because I am somebody who's very like hub house neutral, I would say. Okay. There's nobody like you. You're the only one. People either love her or hate her. I'm very impressed. Say that louder, please. Say that louder, please. (laughs) And and preferably to all of my exes as well. Um, I think (laughs) that Lindsay makes for great television. And I think I said this on my other episode um, that I think people want you to just be like good or a villain. And Mm -hmm. I think Lindsay is a complicated person, but doesn't make her a villain per se. It just makes her like a human being. And so I actually really love this episode because I felt like everybody was right and wrong. Everybody had a point, but everybody had all fucked up. So I want to talk about this. Wait, I don't think, really? You think everybody fucked up? All right. Everybody has a little bit of of error to them in every situation. I do. I think some people are more wrong than others. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. For sure. Uh, So let's get into it. So the episode really begins with Lindsay and Carl just like babing the fuck out in their brand new apartment. That was so annoying. I can admit it. I was like, I was like, okay, first of all, like, this is not like a 1980s porno. No one cares about this nurse outfit. Like, what? (laughs) What is going on? Babe, 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 babe. God. The moment she admitted that she put her uh, just, just, no 
no puss protection. Just just <laughs> fully on his khakis. camera crew. Like what? on his khakis. Ew, oh, baby. Yes, <laughs> probably had vagina juice all on his seam. <laughs> oh my god. All over his lands and khakis. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, she's doing. She's coming out of the closet in the sexy nurse costume. She called herself um, nurse hard palpitations. And yeah, I'm honestly not sure if she doesn't know that it's heart palpitations. Or she's trying to be she sexy. Yeah. <laughs> She was trying real hard. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, she and Carla just moved in a couple weeks uh, prior. They're, like, super in love, happy as can be. Their apartment is so white, you know? Like, very adult. Very adult. It's very adult. It looks, it was weird. It looked like the New York version of all the, like, what is it, that cabin's that farmhouse style house that everybody on Vanderpump rules bought uh-huh. <laughs> and styled the exact same way. It was like, they found a way to sh- squeeze that into an Upper East Side apartment. It's such a bizarre, like bright white apartment. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the whites and neutrals and creams and the plants, like the only color yeah. is really greenery, like a, you know, like a, a succulent or something like in the corner. It's, it's Which is strange because Lindsay, at least with her clothing, she liked color a lot. She was really good with it too. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But Carl, you know, Carl is still hot, but he's a little boring now. Maybe he wanted a boring an apartment. I guess. I guess Ugh, this is this is a. Um, do you want to talk about how you feel about Carl and Lindsay now, or do you want to get into that later? Let's get into it as as we talk about the episode. Let's get into okay. it organically. Okay. Okay. Um, so then we get over to Carl, not Carl, Kyle and Amanda, they're driving to the Hamptons. Uh, Kyle says in a confessional that after years of people telling him that he's immature, he has decided that this year, the year that he is turning 40 and a year into his marriage, that he's going to grow up, but he also (laughs) really wants to party this summer. So (laughs) we'll see. (laughs) There was a moment and I know it shouldn't matter, but there was a moment where I was so embarrassed for him that this was his life at 40. And I know it's a TV show. I know we do this, but I like hearing him say that he was 40 or almost 40 made me go, oh, wow. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a slap to the face. Yeah. (laughs) Well, did you, did you watch the traitors? I did. And I did see a lot of people saying like, damn, traitors, like, can we get traitors Kyle back? Like, he's very different. It's very different to see him with like other adults, which seems because yes. he always has been, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. No, it sort of reminded me because there was a time where I super liked Kyle. And I think it was like around the first or second season where Bravo still pretended that we cared to see what they did on their weekdays for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, there was always like, there was always like a, a presentation of Kyle is a serious, thoughtful business person to cast like him party kids on weekend. And so it was nice to see Kyle be smart, seem sober, but I guess they didn't show them partying on the traders. It wasn't like a lifestyle show. It was a competition show, but yeah. like he was thoughtful, well-spoken, bright. Like I was like, oh yeah, Kyle is a really smart guy. Um, so it was weird to see him right had the stupid on the traders but it was still weird to see him right back in summer house mode yeah i agree he um 
yeah kyle definitely has what i call standing desk energy like he's very type a yes (laughs) he does that's a perfect description oh my god (laughs) yeah so it's nice to see the juxtaposition (laughs) standing desk energy oh my god that is such a particular type i see it i know it i get it (laughs) um okay so then Paige picks up her our, our first new cast member we have gabby Prescott she Paige says she met her at an event one night Gabby was telling her all about her horoscope and that's how they became fast friends with each other I've kind of been aware of Gabby did you because she and her sister have like a kind of influencer thing going on did you no, know about I don't pay attention to influencers so yeah. I had no I had no idea about her I think I'm gonna like her though she's kind of annoying a little bit but I think I'm gonna enjoy her on the show I I'm liking her energy and I'll get into when she really got me but yeah she's she's a vibe um I really had to laugh though they're on the ride to the Hamptons and Paige is like breaking down who's single what's going on with everybody and Paige has the nerve to say that Kyle and Amanda are the stable couple in the house what I know right I was like (laughs) what have you seen the show that you're on what are you talking about what are you, you talking about right? her <laughs> parents were like don't marry him five minutes ago like, what are you talking about <laughs> literally um, so i never to- want i never want Paige to drive me anywhere it seems weird right she seems like a girl who needs to be driven yes like i just, i don't know it doesn't give me calm driver behind wheel energy at all certainly not behind the in a big ass yukon not (laughs) i know what was that (laughs) i love the like they just like low-key slide in these these like car deals for the summer like we don't really talk about it but everybody's got a different deal with a different like dealership in the tri-state area and i right right because i was like kyle doesn't seem like the type to drive whatever suv he was driving that definitely seems like a rental yeah carl and Lindsay have a kia that doesn't feel right. That's no a Kia? Yeah, it, was a Kia. it was a Kia Telluride. I think I don't know anything about cars, but I feel like Lindsay's a flashy girl, a flashier than a Kia girl. Yeah, she seems like she'd have a Volvo or something like that. Something yeah, like something that, yeah. that like stands out for yeah so that's why I think that was a, a total, total brand deal. But um then she Paige starts to get into her relationship with, with uh what's his face craig fortunately it's very brief she just basically says that the sex is really good i don't believe her for a fucking second thank you <laughs> now no. okay, i was like listen why does this kept the best sex i've ever had was with an aquarius but this is craig <laughs> and i just can't imagine craig being a giving lover ever no no and like i get the sense that like Paige was probably just having bad sex with every boy, but accepting it because that age or women that age do. Right. It finally gave her half an orgasm and she's like, oh, I'm living now, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I'm glad we're on the same page about that one. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Um, Once, when, when Paige has her over 30 sex, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> she's going to be like, what do you mean Craig was the best? Ew. Right. She's right. She should have had sex with Andrea. That would have been good sex. I would bet money. Oh, yeah. Andrea, <laughs> did, didn't she have sex with Andrea? I'm sure. I'm surely they did. Seems she like did a say that he was her. the biggest dick she'd ever seen. Oh, yeah, she did say that. 
<laughs> um, but okay, so Kyle and Amanda get to the house and they find out that um, basically the house is half of the size in terms of bedrooms because of zoning issues in the Hamptons. They used to have nine bedrooms last summer, but now they only have five. So I don't believe that. Yeah, it seemed like a joke. Yeah, like production what claimed some of the other rooms to put their cameras and shit in or something seemed very silly well also at one point they're like oh danielle has a room and it's locked so we can't have access but she wasn't even here this episode so why why does danielle get in her own single room yeah i'm thinking production was up to some shenanigans which wasn't necessary because there was already drama and beef going into it yeah, I mean, we did not need any of this bedroom storyline because it was no. thick. It was thick, thick, thick with awkwardness. Um, yes. we, we meet Kyle's friend, the new guy, Chris. He's like the one guy in a sea of women this season. Um, he's, he's from Naples. Dweeb. He's what? A dweeb. Yeah, I, I don't know who's picking these men. Bring, and who said that we didn't want Luke? Bring Luke yeah. back. Bring Luke back. At the very least, Carl and Lindsay would have a friend in the house. Exactly. Somebody who was rooting for them. This is perfect. What were they thinking? This Chris guy is so awkward to me. Um, And like, I don't know. He doesn't, even if, you know, no one, the whole situation is awkward as we will discuss, but like, he's not the jolt of energy we need to make the situation better. He's so, I don't know. He's such a dweeb to me. Like the whole, like, is your hair natural blonde? I'm into it. Okay. Loser. Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did not care um about anything like he said I came from a sleepy town in Florida and I said yeah it you act like it thank you (laughs) I could tell and then when it was like I'm a marine I was like oh no we do not need a military guy in summer house what didn't didn't we suffer through Everett enough like thank you seriously (laughs) although Everett was just as crazy as Lindsay so true true that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, gosh. Okay. So who is, oh, Maya comes in the house and I would just like to rec- let the record reflect that the first person who came up to Maya was Kyle, gave her a big old hug. Yeah. How are you doing? Cookie wants a cookie. I'll go get your bags <laughs> out of the car. You know, he don't want to, he don't want another race conversation on summer house. I see what you're doing, Kyle. <laughs> I think that Kyle fully has like a low key crush on Maya. I, I believe it. So. I absolutely do. I definitely do. She's a beautiful girl. Can't blame him, for sure. (laughs) Kyle loves a Black woman from infinity to infinity. And I've I've been picking (laughs) up. You think so? You think so? I do. I really do. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he might be the type that just hasn't done it, because where would he find Black women in his circle? But I mean, he seemed the most... He's the most like on social media anyway. He's the most progressive, but it, progressive being like, you know, standard white liberal, but like, well, I don't know. No, I always want to remind people that season one of Winter House in the trailer, Gabby, the, the biracial girl from season one was like, oh, Kyle was hitting on me. Gabby, I don't remember Gabby. She was a model and I feel the like one that was, was like, that was dating Carl. Or hooking up with Carl? Uh, did she hook up? What was her story? She that girl who was the hair. fit model, right? She was like a she had curly hair. 
yeah big curly hair oh wait um, we're talking about a different girl yeah she's talking about is, the blonde no this is a biracial girl wait hold on to, let me google yeah she i'm trying to think of who she had feelings for but in the trailer she definitely said that oh Kyle did on her. winter house winter yeah. house yeah okay i'm sorry i thought you said summer house um, um but yeah oh yes then they never showed that and they never showed it they probably to protect his marriage definitely definitely but like when sierra came to the house i felt like he was feeling her a little bit and then maya okay. every time okay. he looks at her just pay attention pay attention like it, it there's this twinkle in his eye there's okay a okay <laughs> um right. so everybody's getting settled in the house but carl and Lindsay aren't there yet so kyle's trying to explain that to Chris, like the dynamic. He's like, you know, my two friends, Carl and Lindsay, they met six years ago. They had their ups and downs. They tried to make it work. Now they're back together. But in a confessional, Kyle says, honestly, he's just happy to have another a couple in the house to take the heat off of him and Amanda. He, selfishly, right? <laughs> he's happy about that. Um, and he seems to be, he seems to be, I don't know, man. It's weird. If we want to talk about someone being like influenced by their girlfriend, or their partner, he suddenly has hated Lindsay ever since Amanda started not liking her. If we want to talk about influence. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so complicated. It's so complicated because I feel like everybody in this situation has a little bit of fault and a little bit of responsibility for wh what is happening. Now, I will say, to be fair to Carl and Lindsay, I do think like it's very easy for everybody, especially in your sharing a house to get into this like gossipy hive mind of like things mm -hmm. are weird and making things weird and making the atmosphere weird. And so when they enter into the situation, now it's like super awkward. And I think that's ultimately not fair to them, but- um, And they I got their last and everyone's been talking about them for months. And right. you have to remember, remember how poorly union ended right so like now that this is a month or two later two months later and i'm sure they weren't hanging out with each other for those two or three months yeah so they filmed the reunion in april so this is like probably four or five months later yeah um and maybe what, what is four yeah maybe like three months later um yeah. so I also and plus they were watching Winter House and all of them were talking shit about Lindsay there as well. Yeah, which I want to give credit to Lindsay on because the situation was not awkward because of Lindsay. The situation was awkward because Austin lied to everybody before she got there. Lied to everybody. And then yeah. because those girls hate her so much, they, they loved it. They ran with it. Like Paige has, in my opinion, has no reason to hate Lindsay as much as she does. It's an mm -hmm. obsession at this point, in my opinion. <laughs> fair, fair. She she just doesn't, they don't fuck with each other. And I'm going to have to call uh, to the table uh, your friend Robin and say that there are similarities with her haterism with Wendy. Like, I just think that they don't fuck with each other and they don't want to be honest about that. Um, I think that Robin has perfectly good reason to not like Wendy. And I think she liked Wendy until Wendy cussed her out for no reason. Yeah, and then Wendy kept trying to push the issue. She kept trying to be like, oh, you talked about my husband when she didn't. And um, I think that that turned Robin off. So 
I think Wendy is the one who never really fucked with Robin, but she needed really? an ally on the show. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. if if you look at Robin's mm-hmm. attitude toward Wendy, Wendy, uh, Wendy didn't get on Robin's bad side until after that she cussed her out in Williamsburg when Robin's drunk ass was just trying to understand what Wendy was talking about when she chose to confront Giselle in front of everyone and then got mad at someone for interfering in the conversation. Anyway. I can defend Robin down. I'm her lawyer. <laughs> she don't she don't defend herself well. So let's get off of it because I right. can go down that for like an hour. <laughs> okay. Well, I will say that I do think like they did kind of hug and make up at that party. And then Robin, I think, was not fucking with Wendy still, but wasn't very honest about that. And I, honestly, I think that she was, I don't have, if, okay, if I'm in a serious relation, I don't think that Robin thinks knows her relationship is not real I think Robin fully believes that she and Juan are in a loving marriage because Juan was an NBA player who dumped her for Gabrielle Union and she took him back a man cheating on her don't mean nothing to her him walking all over her doesn't mean nothing to her so while Robin is in a relationship that she really feels she needs to protect. If you told me that my relationship while I'm engaged is is not real, and then yeah, I'm a I'm gonna be tent I'm gonna be tentative about repairing this relationship, and then you do these like phony over the top reactions to Karen who come after my relationship again when we just made up over it. Yeah, Wendy's corny. I thought that was funny. Um, but I will say, okay, I, I will say this. I don't care if Robin doesn't fuck with Wendy. But I a lot think of people she seem to. I think I she think should she, just be more honest about it. I think she's I think she's completely honest about it now. I think she didn't invite Wendy to the bachelorette party. That was it. Because if you are if if we fell out because you shat on my relationship for no reason and then we made up and then while someone else was shitting on my relationship you're the only one at the table with this over the top laughter kiki kiki don't come to my bachelor party you're not invited we don't fuck with each other i think it's i think it's pretty settled now yeah yeah um, now for sure for sure for sure um but yeah i mean that was that whole situation was fully austin's problem and i think Austin knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, like you said, bringing that to Paige and especially telling Sierra, like, what the fuck did you need to tell Sierra that for? Shut up. You don't even like Sierra. You don't even like Sierra. Like, why does she need that information? Because you knew that she would get pissed off and like go off on Lindsay about it. Like, it was sick. You want people and you want people to fight over you because you know that your weak chin does not deserve all the pussy you get. Exactly. 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 Oh my God. So Maya tells the rest of the house that she has not really spoken to Carl and Lindsay since February. And Lindsay's mad at her, doesn't want her to have a relationship with Carl. So also that Lindsay accused Maya of having feelings for Carl in some sort of sexual or relationship type of way. So Maya explains the whole situation. They were uh, filming Family Feud in, I think she said February. Uh, They Mm -hmm. lost. She was pissed off that they had lost. Um, they drove back. She drove back in the car with Lindsay. And on during that car ride, I guess, Maya texted Carl, oh, let's smoke a J. And Lindsay got wind of that, didn't like it, told her that she wasn't being respectful of her relationship with Carl and basically accused 
her of having ro romantic situation or feelings for uh carl and that she's not that girl well so i mean okay hear me out mm -hmm. if if i'm in the car with you why are you texting my man and asking him to smoke with you when we're in the car together i mean there but i guess she was coming from a place of like oh this was something that carl and i used to do that was like again <laughs> you are sitting in the car with his girl <laughs> hey yeah. Lindsay, you, let's see if carl wants to smoke a j we can all hang why are you texting my man i'm in the car with you asking him to hang out without me yeah She's, yeah I, I mean come on that's a that's perfectly valid frustration now i don't know we weren't there we didn't see the conversation happen and these girls like to exaggerate about how mean Lindsay is and maya needs to quit the crying she's so soft it's so annoying <laughs> um like so like one i don't understand why that's not like clear to people don't text my man what i'm first of all It'd be one thing if Lindsay was in the car and it was like, oh, well, I'm closer to Carl. Let me hit Carl up. But the girl is in the car with you. Are you hitting my man up to hang out without me? What are you doing? Yeah, I would be very curious to say like how Maya approached this. If she said like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason to hit up my boyfriend when I'm sitting right next to you. I can hit up my boyfriend. Hey, Carl, do you want to come smoke with me and Maya? Why are you sitting next to me texting to make plans without me? That is insane behavior. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have it. I would not have it. And I understand why I pissed Lindsay off. I, I want to see what the text messages were. I want to see like how she worded it. I you shouldn't curious. word it at all. <laughs> if I'm in the car with you, why are you texting my man who's not in the car with us to ask him to hang out later without me? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it seemed like Lindsay's was coming from a place of like, I'm being protective of his sobriety, which is a different conversation. That might also be true. The two things can be true at once. Why are you trying to get smoke when he needs to not be smoking and obviously Maya didn't know that part so yeah. I don't hold that against Maya but also he shouldn't, shouldn't even be texting my man to in the first fucking place the sobriety <laughs> issue shouldn't even come up because why are you in the car texting my man when I'm not but I'm right there <laughs> yeah okay I guess I just come from like a friend group where it's like we're all friends so that it wouldn't be weird like I just don't think my girlfriends would get mad about that but maybe they would I don't know your girls would get mad about that I you think you. yes they would because they're not they're not all friends they're co-workers they're all friends especially when well, Ma Maya, Maya teamed up Maya teamed up with all those girls against Lindsay and Danielle for no reason at the end of that reunion and now we're in oh well they did it in february but you were team 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 anti lindsay last summer and then you're hitting up my man to hang out without me while i'm sitting next to you Get the fuck out of here no <laughs> but it's also worth mentioning that like it's not like maya's single she has a man so then why are you texting my man to smoke <laughs> without me <laughs> I guess maybe she just thought like, oh, this is perfectly innocent because I have a man. It's not like I'm trying to hit on him. Maybe that's true, but it's bogus to me that she's acting like she doesn't understand why that would come across as improper. Yeah.
Okay. You could not, you could not text my man. It's one thing to text my man if you have a separate relationship with him. Good, be friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the car with you. Yeah. And you're texting him to hang out without me. Are you joking? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. I'll take that in. I'm going to take that in. I'm going to let that sink in for me. Uh, Okay. So then I meet Sam. He was this young content creator. Do you even know how she got in this house? Did anybody say that? No, there was no introduction. All of a sudden there was a blonde girl in the house. And I was just like, okay, I guess we got another one. Because I thought at first Amanda maybe knew her. Maybe that's who who knew, cause, but it seemed like she was introducing herself to everybody. So I got real confused, but- um, I also she, need them to stop casting strangers. Like at the very least, you know, I know that they do it on all the Bravo shows now. I understand mm-hmm. that, I'm that. Like at least make it look like they might have met each other before yesterday. My God. Like- Yeah, yeah. I, like, I like how they had, uh, what's her name? Gabby drive up with with Paige, uh, yeah, with Paige to make it look like bonded with at least one person before, you know, right? Because but, we know who this didn't work with last time. What was her name? Jules. She was like, I literally just moved to New York thirty six hours ago. And, <laughs> <I am. laughs> like, okay. and they hated that girl. They hated that girl. They did. <laughs> they really did. Poor thing. Oh, poor thing. Um, Sam's super young, very blonde. Everybody seems to be very obsessed with her long blonde hair. I could care less, but like, I'm happy for her. It was um, so weird for me when, when is, is his name Sam or Charles? What's the new guy's name? Chris. I already forgot it. Chris? His name is yeah. Chris? Oh my God, I was completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but for me that moment was very strange and telling because I'm like you're a Latino man why are you hype mm-hmm. about this white girl's blonde hair you know I just yeah. was like oh he's a cornball okay got it <laughs> this is like maybe a one question conversation but you brought it up in a couple different scenarios now and yeah, I, it's like, weird <laughs> it's weird it's, it's weird. like okay all right okay American media has made you think only a certain kind of woman is beautiful fine all right good luck um so basically she's like your typical get up and go gal she's 24 she's from new jersey probably has parents with money she um you know works at cosmo or used to or something who cares uh she told her whole story didn't didn't take notes about it yada 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 (laughs) she she gets her ten thousand steps in goes to the club eat sleep repeat okay congratulations all right and she's the she's the whole like oh i wake up at seven i party till three and i do it all over again and i'm like who's like every night you're doing four hours of sleep i don't believe you you're trying to cool yeah she's rising grind twitter but like the white girl version (laughs) (laughs) whatever boring to me um so carl and Lindsay come in last and at that point like i said everybody's being set up yeah 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 exactly everybody's been talking about them the air is already thick so when they come in it's like you know the vibe is off Paige says in a confessional that before entering the house she and Lindsay had their own sort of mea culpa that was basically like girl I don't care I don't care either let's like just put our swords down we don't have to be friends but you know we're cool Mm -hmm. 
Um, but then goes right back to instigating a fight. Like, come on. <laughs> the fixation is weird. It's a weird fixation. And it doesn't even feel like a power struggle to me anymore because Lindsay doesn't even seem to be fighting to be HBIC. So right. like, what is Paige, what is Paige fighting? You know, whatever. Well, you know, she has that chatty patty boyfriend who I think probably gets her hyped up about shit. That's true. She does have a chatty patty. Craig be all in women's business. It's like big time. <laughs> big time. And you know, he doesn't like Lindsay. So I think like a lot of this is just gassing up. And yeah. you know, just her ugh, yeah, I don't know. Craig is too old to be moving like that. Why are you talking crazy about uh, like I don't know? I'm not like a stay in a man's place stay in a woman's place but it is weird to be a grown man hyping your much younger girlfriend up to dislike her co like you weirdo right especially his the craziest thing that craig has ever done is even suggest that Lindsay hubbard is not so attractive like what are you That's talking crazy. about what are you talking about and listen like i'm there's never been a white woman that made me jealous of how she looked in yellow. That bitch looks so good in bright colors. <laughs> she does. It's infuriating. Does. I want to look good. I want to look good in bright colors. She looked so good in green yesterday. I watched she looked great. Fly. Mm-hmm. Oh my she god! Does. At BravoCon, she looked so good. Carl looked hella good at BravoCon. Oh my Ooh. god! That's a, a good man. looking man. A man. Um, okay, so basically, I mean, Kyle, Lindsay, and Carl, they have this very awkward conversation outside. Kyle's like, oh yeah, there's just Chris. It's just us three dudes with like 18,000 women. And Kyle, Carl rather, is like, oh man, like I was really hoping for another guy, but like, you know, no, nothing to do with you, Kyle. Like I still love you, bro. But like, you know, oh, I was hoping for another guy. Awkward. So Oxies. awkward. super awkward so carl says in a confessional he loves kyle but things have changed a little bit things have been rocky Mm -hmm. they spend a lot of time together they're working uh they're traveling for lover boy they're also friends and he's just trying to figure out if lover boy is for him um this is should you the moment you decided to be sober you should have known that all company is not for you like what (laughs) that's what i thought i'm like okay how long is this really going to be sustainable it's not it was never going to be it probably sustainable the whole time and you know kyle sort of has this constant refrain that carl does card carl doesn't work hard and it's like that would be an existence and even after carl sobered up that doesn't dynamic didn't seem to have gone away so like what was carl wait i don't know maybe carl was just waiting until he could find a different source of income because hasn't he the company now he has left the company, but he's still an investor. So then what is he what is he doing for money? Maybe that's why he and Lindsay came back to the show. Cause if I'm being honest, as much as I love them, they have outgrown this show. For sure. And that's clear. <laughs> that is clear. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm curious because like neither of them really work outside of the show. Lindsay doesn't have her PR thing. And I don't I'm, assuming she does not actively work on that and has it for a while um so yeah I yeah don't she doesn't do pr well she does her own pr she's pring the fuck out of her well, carl's relationship yeah. i'll tell you what <laughs> yeah carl is her only client <laughs> um yeah i i don't know i don't know i you know quiet as it's kept like 
it seemed like Carl had problems keeping a job and I'm sure a lot yeah. of that had to do with his sobriety. Um, sure. But, but yeah, because what's in dental sales? He got fired on camera. Was it first or second season? I think both. I think he got fired two separate seasons from two different jobs. So I don't know. So like, I think, you know, there was a lot of comfort. And Amanda said in a or in an interview that like, they tried to make it so uh, Carl never directly reported to Kyle. So it wasn't like they had this like, you're my boss relationship with Loverboy ever. Yeah, but then when you get on union and go, Carl's our employee, you clearly right. think it. it exactly and i i definitely want to talk about that for sure um so okay so kyle proposes this like midnight pool party first night whatever so they're like making kebabs setting up the pool decorations outside Lindsay's inside cooking with the rest of the ladies and uh somebody offers her a drink but then she says oh, I was sober, but I'm kind of like dibbling into drinking now. Like she was sober because of Carl and he was struggling with his sobriety at the time. She wanted to be a team player. Then she went to Easter with Aunt Rhonda and was like, let me have a glass of wine, girl. And, mm. you know, basically she's been like trying to work out her relationship with drinking and not blacking out since then. Um, as a person who has said that same exact phrase, you are in trouble, girl. I'm just <laughs> stopping blacking out, girl, no. <laughs> yeah i mean that doesn't seem like a good thing to say like if that's if that was your consistent issue that's a problem babe <laughs> yeah that's a problem and also did you see i maybe editing did this on purpose but did you see how when she took the glass of rosé and heard carl's voice across the house she was looking up like she was scared that's exactly what I wrote. When she gets that glass, she's looking around like she's real nervous. Like she yeah. didn't want him to see it or something. It was yeah. weird. It was weird. So that I'm was wondering the, is, I'm, I'm she told him that she drank. There's something like, I can't drink around Carl. But if you can't drink around him, then don't drink. Yeah, they need to figure that out because they did, Andy did ask them about it on Watch What Happens Live. And he, she said like, you know, she's, they have constant conversations about like uh, her bringing alcohol into the house and how much she should drink at home and like, you know, her presence and how she acts outside. So it does seem like a continuous issue. And remember in, was it at the Winter House maybe that somebody brought up that like they did have issues kind of in the first few months of their relationship because of Lindsay's drinking and that uh Carl almost broke up with her because of it yeah, yeah. oh my god yes yeah so. I'm worried about that I am worried about that part because it wasn't just that like Lindsay drinks and Carl do doesn't it's like Lindsay would drink uh like she would go nuts you right. know right like and it doesn't sound like she has a handle on it if she's like I just need to like not blackout <laughs> like that's <Yeah>. terrifying <laughs> that shouldn't be your goal i mean it should be yeah. but not you know you know what i mean <laughs> um right. so yeah I, I mean okay so yeah she's looking real nervous uh carl's upstairs he's asking <laughs> this really made me crack up uh chris uh i'm going to barry's boot camp we got an eight o'clock uh class like have you ever done barry's and chris is like well i've done like real boot camp because i'm a marine <laughs> So he goes no, semper fi. So annoying. Can you imagine? 
ew this gave me the ick so bad thank you because i'm like i hate straight men so bad like <laughs> well you're not in the military your granddaddy yeah. being a marine does not give you the right to say simplify you are not in the same and i don't even care like i, I mean great like shout out to y'all i'm not going to the military ever not, me neither. not it couldn't be me but i also feel like that's like they kind of do earn the right to have their little thing and that was not for you carl <laughs> Right. And it was like, and it, and it was just like, it was such perpetration. Like, even if your grandfather was a Marine, you weren't around when he was marining. So why are you saying that shit? Like, well, you're not a Marine by blood. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was so awkward. It was so awkward. <laughs> like my granddaddy, granddaddy fought in Korea. That doesn't make me a vet, you know, <laughs> like I'm not shaking anybody's hand about it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what my granddaddy did. Who knows what his job was, but it's certain ain't mine right <laughs> exactly um so yeah i mean that was so that really cracked me up um i really don't like straight men i would like to be free of them honestly um so <laughs> the then dick feels like, so good it's not fair <laughs> <laughs> even chris was like you don't have to stand at attention like yeah i know right <laughs> God. it was so embarrassing yeah his posture straightened up. it was so crazy i think like, like it's so wild because I do not like start competing with a woman as soon as she walks into a room, right? But men, they just, it's so, it's so insane. It's so No, insane. it's wild. Like if a girl told me that she was like a beauty queen, I wouldn't get into a pose. You right, know? Like, exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, that's amazing that you get paid to be beautiful. Right. <laughs> that's amazing. <Good> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I mean, Maya gets into that uh, uh, Willy Wonka room with the two beds and everybody's pointing at each other. And she's talking to Paige about how she's still upset about the whole Carl and Lindsay situation and the disintegration of their relationship. Grow up. Sorry, <laughs> I have no patience for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so Paige tells her, it seems like you were closer to Carl. So maybe you should talk to him about it. I actually think he'd probably be really receptive. And what a bad think, read. Yeah, she says, it seems like Lindsay might be dictating who Carl's being friends with. And that's going to be a bigger issue. But so, how do you know that? What an assumption. Yeah. It what is. an assumption. You don't even talk to those people. How do you know what she's doing with his friendships? I'm wanting to know, like, I think what we need to know, and I've been saying this for a couple of years is that we actually do need more context with this show in particular because I think there's a lot of shit that happens because they're so close it's not like oh Beverly Hills the cameras are down and we're not talking to each other I do right. think that there are things that happen that we do need context on and um right. not that I necessarily want to be a page apologist but I I feel like we're missing a lot hold up what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. As we all know, when it comes to everyone's business, I like to mention it all, but when it comes to mine, I like to keep things a little bit closer to the chest. But that method doesn't always work when it comes to your mental health, and we all need a way to purge and get it out. Therapy is a safe space to do that and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. BetterHelp is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you can just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everyone's business today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everyone's business. I mean, I do. okay, maybe, <laughs> but like the reason I like, I'm sort of there with you in terms of like, okay, you'll see photos of like Luke with Lindsay and Carl or whatever. You'll see that for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't get the sense that Lindsay talks to or about them after the cameras are down. So oh, maybe, agree. so maybe there is something happening, but I don't excuse me, I'm burping, yuck. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't get the sense that like, uh, that there sh- there's enough to fuel Paige because mm-hmm. Lindsay doesn't seem to give a fuck about anybody but herself. <laughs> I can't even yeah, for sure. And, for sure. <laughs> and Carl. So I don't even think that she's doing anything. I think maybe yeah. they feel rejected by her. Maybe they feel like she thinks she's above them or the show, which is a valid feeling. But like outside of that's why the anger Sierra and Paige had for her last year just didn't make any sense. It just doesn't make sense to me. I think a lot of like Sierra's issue with Lindsay is how unbothered Lindsay was. <laughs> like she yes, just exactly. Her, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and I then- think that <clears throat> I think that might be what's going on. It's like, you know, and Paige, I will say, she seems like the type of girl who's really into her girlfriends, you know. So and like, she also came from like an all girls boarding school or something. So I think right. there's just inherently that like gossipy nature to her. Right. And so, and then to have Lindsay, who is, I can admit, a guy's girl mm-hmm. and, you know, just unbothered and uninterested and unimpressed with them. Like I could see how that could create friction and that can be a clash of personality. I just don't understand the hatred. Yeah. Yeah. To the point that we're spending a whole season of a TV show Lindsay's not even on talking about her. (laughs) Yeah, they just don't trust Lindsay. And I could understand why they feel that way because like you said, she's not a girl's girl. And I think they just feel like she's capable of anything. You know, if she's not on her side, then she's capable of anything. But she hasn't done anything. The worst she's done to either of them is fuck Austin. And that isn't even her bad because she was fucking Austin first. (laughs) True. I hope we never see that man again. I I know, truly. Never speak his name. I truly do. So before dinner, Maya grabs Carl to talk. And she's like, yo, I just want to check in. He's like, 
oh, you know, I just moved in with Lindsay. Everything's great. Our relationship's great. Everything, my whole life is perfect. And I was like, okay, I just want to be like super clear that I'm in support of your relationship. And Carl's like, okay, well, it didn't feel that way, to be honest with you. And so Maya says, well, I had a really bad conversation with Lindsay. And so Carl says, okay, well, I just want to say like, right now I'm not smoking weed like I used to. So in a confessional, Carl admits that he was really like California sober. Um, and that basically like drinking is the issue for him. He, it leads him to hard drugs and bullish behavior. And Mm -hmm. so far marijuana has not done that. So he's been smoking or he was at least, and maybe it's tamped down or whatever, but basically they used to smoke and he doesn't do it anymore. So, um, after that, Carl asks Maya, like, why haven't we spoken since LA? she's like, well, I was told by Lindsay that it wasn't appropriate to speak to you. It's like, I've never been spoken to. Um, I doubt that. It, it, that's the <laughs> hardest conversation she's ever had in her life. Get the fuck out of here. Maya needs to grow up. <laughs> I was rocking with her. Cause I want to know, like, I don't know. I trust my, and I just want to know, I, well, you know, you know, inherently this is like a skin folk situation. If she says that Lindsay was like, said some fucked up. I want to know what she said. I like kind of trust her. Uh, the only reason I'm not buying that is because of all the crying Maya did last year for nothing. <laughs> she did a lot of I'm crying for think. nothing last year. I'm trying to think. She was crying. Yeah, I guess she was feeling like very like uh, aimless in her life. That's fine. I just think <laughs> I just think that she's I think she's too she the fact that she was even crying in this conversation made no sense to me. Like, why are you crying? You barely know this guy. I uh, my sense is that she was like, <sighs> this is where I think like both of them are kind of right and wrong. Um, there should have been some sort of communication prior to this. Um, if the relationship- you need a storyline. Really you know that Lindsay, talking about Lindsay would get you camera time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, she just says like, I, I really care about you. Um, Carl says that the, this was the first time hearing about like uh, Lindsay being rude to him, to, to Maya or something. And- Don't believe Carl- that for a second. I don't believe that for a second. So Carl says, I wasn't in the car with you girls, but at the same time, my priority is my relationship. And Which is the right thing to say. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like it's a hard pill to swallow when you hear it. And I can understand why it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> the, but even it sounds to me like that, uh, that conversation was really truncated because yeah. the tears me came out of nowhere and she's all like oh I'm glad they broke it up because this was bullshit I'm like what was bullshit what he said yeah and I kept seeing on Twitter that Carl was so mean and to this girl I saw this and I said where I think it's a situation it's a lose-lose situation because you know yeah his relationship should be his relationship or his priority should be his relationship and I think on some level, obviously, like Maya has to understand that that's reasonable, but I think it's also just like, what did she want way, that man to say to her? 
you, girlfriend is a bitch ignore her text me all you want like what well, the exactly. fuck was she like, looking there's, for there's no good answer to that there's like no so what did you really need to have that. the confrontation for hey i just don't want things to be awkward between us Lindsay set a boundary i want to respect it but i just want to understand where we stand in that's what she should have said but mm. it sounded like she was tattletelling on Lindsay, their boyfriend what did you want from that yeah and if it I mean, really bothered you if it really bothered you why did you wait six months to tell me right that i i don't understand i i, maybe I, I truly think it was Paige and then put in her back i think she just wanted to fit in i'm not saying that she doesn't have legitimate feelings about how it went down if you're up to me crazy i would have a problem but i wouldn't just sit there and take it and wait six months to confront her you talking to me reckless we're gonna address this in the moment or i'm gonna address it with your man as soon as i have an opportunity to what are you crying for she's so soft that's annoying. what are you crying for it's bullshit what are you crying for i don't know <laughs> that's fair that is fair I just I don't know I think I'm a sensitive person and just even if situations are awkward and like I don't want to have this conversation sometimes the tears just flow and I can't help it so I I, I as a sensitive girl and a cry a cry baby an admitted cry baby I I will admit that I was rocking my I'm not against people showing I just don't think that the extent to which she is feeling things is valid because for me, foundationally, she's, she's more wrong than everybody else. Because like we already talked about, why are you texting my man to ask him to hang without me while I'm sitting right there in the car? Now, if Lindsay disrespected you the way that you say Lindsay disrespected you, why didn't you check her then? Or why didn't you tell Carl, hey, San Lindsay has a boundary, but don't your girl talk to me like any you done something but here you are you wait six months you're crying over a man who ain't even yours you just met him last summer she looks insane to me <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot you're doing too much it was just it to me it seems stupid and it and and I don't know I just find her to be needy like even I know that the like race conversation on summer house needed to happen but even that was just needy 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 to me mm. you know like just I, don't, I just find her needy she's cute she's fun but I'm I'm not into the like neediness and maybe that's because I'm a mean New York Nigerian girl I don't know <laughs> I am a I'm like I'm not I'm not trying to act hard like I'm not a hard bitch I'm sensitive yeah. about things too but like sure this just seemed very silly. It just seemed very child. What I'll say is it seemed very immature and childish to me. Fair, fair. There really was no winning. There was nothing that could be done about that conversation. There was nothing productive that was going to happen there. Right. And it um, seems childish to me that she would want to have it at Paige's suggestion. Like even when, and this is why I don't believe that she was as, um, that Lindsay was as disrespectful to her trying to make it because if Lindsay was so foul to you, why then when Lindsay walked in the house, y'all gave each other big hugs, Lindsay's complimenting your hair and everything like that. That doesn't strike me as the kind of shit that would happen if it was as nasty as you're trying to tell me it was. Well, Maya did make a face when she hugged her. I did notice that. <laughs> then don't hug her. Then you face. Right. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Maya goes to collect herself. Lindsay and Carl immediately debrief on what just happened <laughs> and um so Lindsay's like 
says something about like she needed to set boundaries without feeling guilty. So Carl says, well, I feel like, um, you know, he says that he feels like Maya wasn't being disrespectful to the relationship, but Lindsay's like, are you kidding? So in a confessional, Lindsay says she doesn't expect Maya to know exactly what's happening in Carl's life with his sobriety, but she did expect Maya to have enough respect to ask about it because Carl was struggling with his sobriety around the holidays and she got sober to support him. And so she felt like Maya was encouraging his lack of sobriety or encouraging him to party, which I don't think is fair to Maya. No, I don't I think, think it's fair. I don't think it's fair either. Then how close of friends are you with Kyle if you didn't know he was his sobriety then? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Carl, yeah. not Kyle. I'm right. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, Lindsay basically is just like, I just am not gonna tolerate another summer of everything being on me. I'm the adult here. <laughs> and then yeah. they go to bed. They go to bed. Um the pool party was a big flop. They basically all jump in the pool and are like, this is cold as shit. Let's go inside. Um, <laughs> Why are you partying to- in the pool at midnight? Like for right. what? Pack it up. It's fine. We don't need to blow it out every fucking night. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's cool. I'm actually fine with like, you know, first day, let's just have some dinner and, and call it a night. Like we traveled all day. It's fine. Right. Or go out to one of those restaurants. Well, they probably don't let them film in those restaurants anymore. But- right right um so yeah i mean basically everybody goes inside carl's trying to corral everybody to go to the 8 a.m larry's boot camp kyle's over it but he does say listen carl was sober last summer and he wasn't trying to do all this shit so it's not like it's not his sobriety that i'm finding the issue it's just the fact that i think he's kind of boring basically well do you remember how out of place carl felt all last summer yeah True. So Kyle's not paying attention to his friend. Carl yeah, wasn't he, having a blast last summer. Well, he had that emotional support girl from Too Hot to Handle or Love Island. Or I know, the right? She came exactly. from. So, right. so <laughs> that wasn't helping like, either. So it's not like, you know, I just don't, that doesn't seem fair to me. Like, I know that Carl is like, I mean, Kyle is missing his best friend. But it seems very selfish the way he's responding to Carl's big life. Like getting sober is not small. Yeah. And and first year of sobriety is really hard. And to continue to be sober and make the full lifestyle change to protect your sobriety is going to take a lot. It's going to make you a different person. And the fact that Kyle is almost free at the time of filming and not realizing that is disappointing. Yeah, I think it's probably just like not too much too soon because Carl's allowed to progress in his life however fast as he wants. But I think maybe for Kyle, it's probably like, oh, this is a lot of change at once. And I'm not sure like how to adjust to that. And but that's, that's fine, like but just say your job as a friend to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just or even mm-hmm. have that conversation rather than be with your girlfriend, I mean your wife and her friends and being like, Lindsay made him different. Are you joking? Yeah, I mean, at one point, this is what I wanted to bring up. At one point, Kyle says, like, oh, um, basically, we were cool up until April, and everything kind of changed, and we all know who, uh, you know, has been the no, your in girl, your and, wife called him your employee well, on exactly. national television. What do you mean until it, April? Suck my dick, Well, Carl. that's exactly what I was saying, which is at the reunion, the reunion was filmed on April 8th, so... It's probably because he heard that shit the pages that Amanda were saying 
about like he's ungrateful and it's because of Lindsay and you know like I'm sure this is not the timing is adding up to me it's not seeming to add up to Kyle and it's like and and here's my thing so your wife can talk shit about me and my girl everything you you could talk shit about me you could talk shit about my relationship whatever and I'm not allowed to feel a way about it Mm -hmm. you guys have spent now at this point because they shot this what July that's a usually around when they start filming Summer House. So yeah. at this point, you and your you and your wife and all of y'all, your wife's friends, have spent at least nine months talking shit about my girl, who I'm clearly not leaving. Mm-hmm. And then at the reunion, y'all all attacked my girl. Whether or not it was warranted is a different conversation, but I'm going to stand by my girl. And you think it is going to be easy peasy between us your wife is shitting on my girl constantly right yeah yeah that's very true that's very true oh god i mean the that night ends with kyle doing his regular thing just like drunkenly walking around the kitchen talking to himself stealing food (laughs) justifying do we think he's playing it up at this point do you think he knows it's part of his shtick uh i don't think that the dropping of the towel was an accident he seemed pretty upset about that <laughs> but maybe the rest of it because like for i just don't believe that you are that old listen i just turned 35 in december and these hangovers are a different beast you know right. like how is carl that drunk every time and not in like terrible pain the next morning He's so sloppy. Like I went out to dinner in in the village on Saturday. I had, I split a bottle of wine, Mm -hmm. hung over for two days. Yes. I I, I was eating pasta. I was eating a whole lasagna with it. Like, it's not like I was partying. Right. So how is Carl doing this? I'm Kyle. Oh God, I hate that. Uh, (laughs) Like, how is he doing there? I got to believe that at this point he's playing up how drunk he is sometimes. I mean, he might be on the, the, you know, the New York cocktail because those ladies will, have, you know, Luann, Sonia, they will That's get true. sloppy toppy they do. They right do. out of the the next day. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's, it's something in the New York water. Well, maybe not with us, but with them. <laughs> with them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, the next morning, Carl and Lindsay go off to Barry's. Carl says in a confessional that uh, Lindsay's the first person he's been with who can fully allow him to be himself. I'm like, what? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Seems like all you want to do is go work out. So, okay, if she supports that, then I love that for you. <laughs> Sorry, that hasn't happened before. Um, <laughs> Wait, I will say though that when you are sober, I imagine you start to learn things about yourself that you were using substances to hide. Yeah, he was really big into like his first year of sobriety, like doing those runs early in the morning and making his bed and those sort of rituals. So right, and and so like you know that might be embarrassing or awkward to share with new people, but if you've known this girl for what nine years at this point, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't judge it, I mean that might I feel like there's a little codependency happening here for sure, but. Oh yeah. They're like minutes away from a joint Facebook account. Like let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I would get off the I would get off the boat. I would be like, all right, I'm breaking up with Colin Lindsay too. 
because you know that like they're always going to berries and they just seem like a workout couple which is like ugh, I, I, it's a little eye rolly to me like do your yeah thing, do your thing but like i don't it's need not to, my thing yeah I don't, I don't need to be in on this but um uh yeah so there, i mean let's talk about like how are you feeling about carl Lindsay outside of all the stuff that people are putting on them um I don't think we know anything about them, really. I think mm -hmm. we've only seen them be what seems to me codependent, but mm -hmm. it might be what both of them need at the moment. Not that codependency is ever healthy, but, you know, they might need each other. Because I imagine if you've been doing hard drugs as frequently, not just hard drugs, but drinking and partying as frequently and for as long a time as Carl seemed to have been doing, I'm sure all his friends were like, party friends right yeah so if it might be like the transition to new friends who respect your sobriety might be hard and his mm -hmm. girlfriend might be the place he puts all of that energy for him he yep. might feel like he needs her to save his life and you Lindsay's been wanting anybody to love her forever mm -hmm. so like I, I feel like they're probably obsessed with each other in a way that they should be in therapy about but yes. outside of that we don't know anything about their relationship because I will say that Lindsay does sort of PR their relationship on Instagram and in yep. interviews <laughs> yep. so I don't think we know anything about them as a couple to be honest yeah in a way that comes off as like ugh. I mean, I don't really pay attention to them and that's like intentional because I, <laughs> I don't I, I follow don't them, like them both I follow yeah, them too, both so. And, um, and, you know, they post definitely like people who are carefully curating the public's um, image of them as a couple. I think that they like Carl in the interviews, he smiles real big when he talks about her. I do think he's like in love with her and like loves the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's true for Lindsay, although I will say that it could have been anybody like I don't think. Thank you. Yeah. I don't think that like Carl is special to her. You know, I think Lindsay would have loved any boyfriend that came into her life as hard as she does Carl, but Carl being her best friend, you know, sort of maybe accelerated things. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I think if Lindsay had just found any dude who was willing to just go down the path with her, that she would have gone down that path with him. I mean, she was clear about that she, last summer, like, I'm just going to be all in on every guy that I meet and, you know, yeah. if it works out great, if not, you know, um, I think she's pretty honest about that. But yeah, I mean, it just seemed like his light was on to quote sex in the city, like men are like calves and his just light happened to be on and she hopped in. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I don't, but like, I, I wish them. I am curious about person. like what made him choose her this time because we saw him play her. What was it? Two summers ago? Well, you remember he said on Winter House that he, she came over in that like Barbie pink outfit and he jacked off to it. Oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what? You don't remember him saying that? No, I didn't really watch Winter House. I he find said, it boring. Yeah, he said, because, you know, they used to live in the same apartment building before they got together. Yeah. And I guess she had done like some kind of media stuff. So she was all in like glam and was wearing this pink outfit. She came over and he was like, holy shit. And then she left and he jerked off to the image of her. I mean that's actually very hot that would make me feel so good about me <laughs> so creepy really, sure 
it's creepy but then it's like when we're already together that's a cute story to hear you know yeah but I don't want my best friend beating off to me when I leave the apartment no I don't want that like it just occurred to me a couple years ago I would say and I really had to like sit with this like I probably know people who have jerked off to me that I just never even considered oh no don't ruin my life (laughs) this way it's happened somebody has masturbated to you and you've just like never even thought about it but like no oh my god <laughs> it's happened. not like mutual masturbation right not like dirty yeah, talking no. foreign like- sex just like there's a person in my life that I know that has beat off thinking about me and I'll never know yeah oh <laughs> It's a hard pill to swallow. I, I will. Oh, this feels like taking shrooms and somebody and your <laughs> something in your brain unlocks and you can never go back. Uh, sorry. Now I'm gonna be wondering. Like I'm looking around, like who's been beaten <laughs> off to me? I low key want to know. <laughs> right, exactly. And now you're like, I, I wonder who it is. Respectfully, at least um, somebody I don't want it to. I'm sure oh, of that. Definitely. With my luck, it's somebody I think is and disgusting <laughs> for sure for sure oh my god um so yeah I mean they go off to this like pool thing um Chris is vibing with what's your face Sophie is he I mean he tried to like Sam Sam is her name not Sophie um I mean he tried to do some salsa moves with her so I mean he he asked her about the blonde hair again so he seemed I know, it's so weird and and <laughs> god forgive me she's a cute girl but she's not this like you know I think he's just forcing it because it did like I mean whatever he's corny maybe he is mesmerized by her I don't know but it I didn't see chemistry between them I saw a boy with a crush yeah he gets off Peter energy Peter from Vanderbilt yes oh my god yes you know it's like oh my god that is perfect (laughs) that is perfect and it's the same thing because like with Peter I'm like oh he's so oh oh he's not handsome at all (laughs) you know and and Chris kind of gives me that like yeah he's a oh he's he's a dweeb yeah like I see you got the abs but mm, to what end (laughs) to what end a lot of people have abs you know um so yeah basically they're at this party uh kyle goes over to gabby and it was like hey tell me everything about your life tell me about this the is guy when i got it with her i was like ugh, i roll <laughs> this is what actually made me laugh at her so i truly like i thought she was gonna be like yo i'm looking for a relationship i want to be with somebody serious but she was like dead ass my type are super shallow dudes like male models dumb as dirt don't care that's what I want it hasn't worked out for me but that is very much my type that was what bothered me it's like this doesn't work out for you like even even the um even like that I that first of all I didn't think he was cute he was tall oh Jerez or whatever his name yeah Uh, he was fine and yeah so she was like no um I manifested my perfect and I was like oh come on girl it just to me it just didn't feel authentic like she's a girl but I don't get like it felt to me like she was trying to put on bad bitch energy oh for like, sure like like manic pixie dream girl energy like yes I'm flitting around with male models and devil making yeah and I, love I was that. like this feels phony 
So but I want to see a chaotic black woman on my television. That's what I want. Sure. I- I'm into chaotic <laughs> black woman, just not fake chaos. Yeah. Yeah. I need a I black manic pixie dream girl on my on my screen. I don't know. I'm if happy I'm to have it, one. So yeah. I'm happy to have one. I just don't think that's who she really is. Right, right. So that was like when I rolled my eyes. It's like, oh, uh, I, it felt to me like not rehearsed, but something that she tells herself because she wants it to be true, but it's not. Ask, believe, receive, you know? Kim Zosiak said that. Um. <laughs> and now she doesn't have a house. So oh, what girl. are we? <laughs> Can we pause just for a second? This video has been going viral. There's a guy on TikTok who like will ask uh, people like what their net worth is, like man on the street interviews. Oh no. He's been doing it with like- I saw it with Black China, right? Um, Maybe, I know he's done one. He's done interviews with um, uh, Baby Gorgeous, Lisa Barlow's son, um, (laughs) and a couple of other housewives. I can't think of who, but she, not Baby Gorgeous, Fresh Wolf, the other one. Um, But she, he he did an interview with Brielle. Oh boy. Oh boy. like um you know basically so like cringe. how much are you worth what how much is in your bank account she's like I got a lot in my savings account okay well what do you do well you know I invest in companies I was on a uh, show for 10 years so like you tell me how much do you think is in my account and he's like nothing bitch your mom can't keep house. she's selling <laughs> used on Podmark. what are we doing here it's like he's like if you're investing in businesses probably not that much <laughs> she was like yeah you're right but she goes no no there's still a lot in there and then she just walks away and I'm like god if that is you are your mother's daughter for sure it's so embarrassing oh my god Oof, yuck like okay girl like she goes look at me how much do you think I'm worth like you're wearing a two-piece Shein athleisure set I don't know <laughs> like I literally don't know girl <laughs> but she was talking about all the plastic surgery she gets easy right. 100k in her face right uh, easy and yeah these are are these like liquid assets or or what? I don't know. <laughs> so, oh my gosh um so yeah they they find out that guy gabby's like i think i manifested him i'm a witch whatever so then maya and kyle have their own conversation so this is like another point where i'm thinking okay these two are like too hive mind and you guys are getting too in the weeds about stuff and making things more dramatic so mm-hmm. um she's asking him like oh how was your night and kyle's like you know this is actually the most boring fucking night i've had in the Hamptons ever but they start talking about carl and again yeah so Kyle's like these are two of my best friends I should be really excited for them to be together like you think I would be jumping up and down but then Kyle was like boy yeah yeah you think I miss you miss Carl oh well yeah maybe Carl yeah no I thought you meant like he was jealous oh, no, no I just think he's Carl. jealous <laughs> his two best friends are hanging out without him yeah gosh so is then he goes like you know I Carl went from officiating my wedding a few months ago and now we barely even speak to each other I can barely recognize him and so my the woman that he officiated the wedding to humiliated him on national tv (laughs) why do they neglect that part that's the thing that blows my mind you can't the fact is that even if you don't like Lindsay let's say that you're valid in everything that you don't like about Lindsay the fact is 
Carl did choose her. She's not in a relationship by herself. Carl chose her. So your wife is sitting there bashing my girl at every opportunity she gets. Why would we chill? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so weird to me. It's like, it's, I guess, look at me defending her like she's my mom, but like, it's just so (laughs) weird to me that like these kind of, this perception of their, their fallouts are so one-sided. They act like they have nothing to do with why there might be any contention. Austin told everybody that Lindsay felt his dick up and all of you believed it and gossiped about it for so long humiliated Carl again on that show and then and pushing him away by driving him close that girl you think that y'all's gonna be cool it's not like you I doubt Kyle said look I'm sorry what Amanda about you that doesn't reflect Mm -hmm. how I feel do you they had that conversation I doubt it yeah yeah oh god you know kyle says in a confessional you know there are always going to be issues working with somebody you love like he has challenges working with amanda uh, he has challenges working with your best friend but the irony of it is that it hadn't been challenging until april and since then carl's been checked out which is points to exactly what you're saying like the timeline matches up as to why he may have been uh straining his relationship from kyle um so you called me an employee. I'm 10 yeah. years older than you. What are we doing here? Like, yeah, Amanda saying that's our employee was so demeaning. It was. And I don't think, I don't understand. I, maybe hasn't articulated that either, but that's the kind of that would take personal and that would alter our relationship for sure. Now, you yeah. should say something if it really bothers him, but. It's surprising that they're not admitting that there are things that Carl can rightly be upset about without Lindsay's influence. Yeah, yeah. And I I also feel like we're not really getting a whole lot of Carl's perspective on all of this. Like, no, it just seems like he's either, I don't know. It seems like we're all just kind of getting it through Lindsay, which I think is also very strange. Like I have yet to really hear like, Carl, how do you feel about your relationship with Kyle? I mean, he does talk about it, but it was really through the lens of like Lindsay telling him how he feels, which I thought uh, like, we'll get into it in a second. I thought I thought he was pretty clear on his relationship with Kyle when Kyle kept trying to talk about the music and he didn't respond at all. And yeah. when Gabby into the kitchen, he was like, oh, um, the music's going to be really loud, but you'll get used to it. It's clear he finds Kyle an annoyance. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah. And that, that little scene where like nothing really happened, but Kyle was just in the kitchen by himself and Lindsay and Carl were in the, in the, uh, uh, living room and they were like let's go babe let's go take a shower babe and like, Kyle was just, like, they gotta there. quit that babe shit oh they my do. god they really do. um yeah i i yeah god, these people gotta talk so basically the episode ends in the morning Lindsay and carl go outside to have coffee to talk about what's going on with kyle but at the same time Amanda and Kyle are inside talking about the state of Kyle's relationship with with Carl as well um I think like they were having two very similar but different conversations. So mm-hmm. Lindsay starts by asking Carl if he's spoken to Kyle about business at all that weekend. And Carl's like, no, nah, I mean, we just really made small talk. Uh, you know, like we haven't really talked about anything going on in our personal lives. Kyle and Amanda went to Italy. I haven't really asked him about that. Kyle hasn't asked me about moving in, which to me doesn't really seem like things that straight guys would talk about but okay if that's like an issue then fine (laughs) that didn't really seem like a big deal to me but um Kyle's like inside about to crawl out of his skin and he's just like telling Amanda like I'm gonna have to have a conversation with Carl I'm like really stressed out I don't want to do this but Amanda's like yo don't worry about it like your relationship has changed you need to realize that you had Carl as your buddy he was single uh, you know, he was available to you. Now he's in a relationship and like the dynamics going to have to change. And like, you really need to get that into your head. Basically. He needs to grow up. He needs to grow yeah. up. Carl has had to be Kyle's single friend while he had his tumultuous years with Amanda. Right. So why doesn't Carl get to be in a relationship tumultuous or not? Yeah. Yeah, like you have to understand that your dynamic is going to change. And like he's kind of been the sidekick to your relationship with Amanda. So there's going to be some growing pains. But yeah, I don't know, like maybe in Kyle's mind, he thought that they were just going to be two like buddy, buddy couples. I don't know. But but I your mean, girlfriend has hated Amanda. And I don't remember how the I don't remember how that fallout happened. I think you remember the 35 page email that Carl sent Danielle and Lindsay about Amanda but your girlfriend and like and his girlfriend have not liked each other for like four or five years at this point and if anything your wife has clicked up with people just so they hate this girl like you shouldn't expect buddy buddy yeah I will say that with that that stuff like the letter was lame for sure like I would like to still read it, but it was lame. I know, I know. Who has 35 35 pages to read? Like, I would never use that much printer ink on anything. Like, what? (laughs) We could get, like, Kyle, can you record the audiobook form of it, please? Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But with that being said, like, the impetus of that was that Danielle and and uh Lindsay had unfriended Amanda and we're like oh why she's not our friend like we don't understand what the issue like why she would be upset about that or why like we would post pictures with her in it but cut out like it's like okay well you can't act that innocent as to why she might oh yeah sure (laughs) but I but I mean do you remember the first two scenes that Amanda and Carl I mean together 
dough. Oh, terrible. It was terrible. It was exhausting. Amanda cried constantly for valid reasons. Kyle was a terrible boyfriend to her. I'm a guy's girl and I'm Kyle's best friend. And here's this little girl who keeps coming to our summer house and crying and sobbing over Kyle cheating. Yeah, she's not my friend. Why do I have to put her in pictures? Your man don't even respect you. Why I got to respect you? I don't know. Fair, but like we know the politics of Instagram. Like, you oh, know of what course, unfriends. No, I'm like, Lindsay, a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like don't act like. Oh, I don't know why that might upset somebody. Um, but yeah. So uh, Kyle's like, no, excuse me. Uh, Lindsay's telling Carl, like, conversations can be hard because you know you are reminded of why you love Kyle, and Carl says that he's worried, like, with. Kyle, he has to be either all in or all out. Like he has to work with Loverboy and be his friend, or divest and like they have nothing. Which I wonder. I like, think that's true. That but why do you think he feels that way? Because how, like how out Kyle is because they don't talk that much anymore. Yeah, I feel. I feel like. Um, I don't feel this is like a bad quality. But I think Kyle's the kind of person that you're going to be like, he's really into everything he does, right? Yeah. Likes me as intense, not in a bad way, just someone who's very passionate about everything. Mm-hmm. And so like, your enthusiasm doesn't match his on something. I'm sure that that be stressful in their relationship. I'm not saying that Kyle would dump Carla's friend if Carl quit Loverboy. But they aren't any, they aren't friends anymore. And Carl quit Loverboy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would, I'm very interested to see how this whole Loverboy thing uh, works out throughout the season. I'm, I really, really want yeah. to. Um, doesn't seem like this conversation between Kyle and Carl is going to be happening next episode, but I guess we'll see. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Lindsay basically tells him, no matter what happens, Kyle's going to be let down. So you need to basically start accepting the fact that you're going to disappoint him and you'll be able to have an easier conversation, which to me felt like Carl knew that he was leaving. He just hadn't mm-hmm. said it yet. Yeah, so. I agree. It sounded like it sounded like both Carl and Kyle knew that Carl was leaving and he hadn't said it yet. Mm-hmm. And, right. and then it was Carl being like, uh, Kyle was the one who was like, oh, you know, he hasn't been showing up at work basically since April. I don't know if that meant literally or just, you know, passion and, you know, investment emotionally, right. that kind of thing. But my frustration was that he jumped Lindsay's in his mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't know that because you haven't talked to your friend. Yeah, yeah. And, so- and even if Lindsay is in his ear, a wife is gonna, a girlfriend is gonna be in her man's ear. A wife is gonna be in his, in her man's, in her husband's ear. The same sure. way, like your partner should be your counselor, like your consigliere. It seems it's just so classic misogyny. Oh, a man in a relationship starts behaving differently, and everything you don't like about his new persona or new dynamic with you is the girl's fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I wish, uh, I can't remember, but okay. So just playing devil's advocate, do you think that there's any onus on Carl's side with regard to any of this situation? Well, I 
that Carl be talking it seems childish to me to know that you guys are going to be living in a house together all year there's drama between us we have a strain in our personal what'd you say you're breaking up a little bit hold on oh oh, i'm sorry (laughs) um it just seems strange to me that you would understand that there's this strain on all's personal and professional relationship while you guys go back to work at another job that you do together and you wouldn't have brought this conversation up because kyle has a problem but i think like you said, Carl is with the problem. He's the one who needs to be more forthright. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. the one who has something to say. And so he should have had this conversation a long time ago. But I think that it's a valid concern. He says, oh, if I don't, if I don't do, I don't have Kyle, which I think is true. I don't think Kyle wants that to be true, but I just get the sense that like before, he was an all around intense person. And you know, the fact that Amanda even used the word ungrateful speaks to what they think Carl owes them. Yeah, Amanda was really wild for that, for real. But I don't think she said that out of nowhere. I bet that's a conversation they've had in their household. Who knows how Kyle feels, but I don't think you just say that for no reason. Well, I mean, Kyle does throw some shade in the trailer when he says, like, if Carl left, like, we wouldn't feel a fucking thing. So, right. Yeah. I mean, so this is not coming from nowhere for sure. Right. So I feel like, I feel like everybody needs to grow up and have the conversations that they need to have. Lindsay gave advice when she said, you got to accept that you're going to disappoint him either way. It's going to be an easier conversation to have. But apparently everyone hates it when you act like Lindsay is. Maya's going to cry about it six months later. So, (laughs) you know, nobody, everybody's being passive aggressive for like childish reasons, I feel. I mean, not reasons. Nobody has to lose their best friend or have a permanent change in dynamics. But you guys are growing up and growing apart. That's okay. Just be adult enough to like engage with that. I, I fully, fully agree with you. <sighs> Ray, thank you so much for coming and talking. Oh, I really wanted to talk about one thing that happens on Watch What Happens Live. Just to wrap up the whole babe thing. They oh, played God. the most infuriatingly annoying game on Watch What Happens Live in which uh, Carl and Lindsay had to answer questions. But while they're doing it, they have this distraction of Lindsay and Carl just saying babe at each other. These voiceovers over and over. She's like, hey, babe, 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 babe. And at the end of it, it cried because Carl is like clearly during the game, you could see that he's getting more and more annoyed (laughs) with hearing it. And at the end, he goes, you guys, I'm really sorry about the babe stuff. (laughs) (laughs) it's like you could tell he was like oh I don't think we could do this anymore I don't think I can call her babe you could tell he turned a corner (laughs) I'm I'm glad glad. so we haven't lost Carl fully he's still in there a little bit (laughs) oh my gosh oh and one other thing one other thing they did talk about Danielle in a way that I didn't love um they were talking about, well, okay, I will say that Lindsay was very optimistic. She says, you know, we're not speaking right now, but I'm really hoping we can be friends. I want her, you know, we're getting married in the fall. I'm hoping she can, she'll be there. You know, she was very like, I want to be friends with her. But then she also says, we haven't really spoken, but the way she spoke about this would have chapped my ass personally. So first of all, she said, um, like, cause you know, Danielle and Robert broke up. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they've broken up. But Lindsay said, um, you know, um, I just feel like we're on different paths. We're not speaking right now because we're on different paths. Um, You know, I've heard that Danielle's going through some personal things and, you know, I'm just very busy planning my wedding. So that's why we haven't spoken. Like, that's a little cunty. I thought so too. I I didn't. But but I want to see before I get upset with Lindsay for that, I want to see how the fallout happened because based on, based on the um trailer that they showed at the end of the episode it looked to me like danielle was feeling left out and took it too far yes and they also said in a different interview that um i think maybe carl said this like they've said it a couple times actually that they feel like oh you know danielle was you know in the trailer being like oh you guys getting engaged as quickly is pretty crazy um but they're like, oh, you know, she moved in with Robert after a couple months and we didn't say anything. And like, we were very supportive, but I feel like Danielle could also say that she's been very supportive towards Lindsay and her living her best life with people. So I don't really know if that's an argument for them to me. Um, maybe, mm-hmm. but I feel like Danielle's always been the tell it like it is friends to Lindsay, which is a great quality. I love Danielle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to my best friend of several years like I don't know why you're on camera telling me that it would be insane to be proposed to like yeah I mean it can't be coming from you know I have enough trust in Danielle to be like this can't be coming from nowhere so I really I want to see where this is coming where all this yeah I want to see it too because Danielle and, and I love Lindsay um but yeah. I love them for different reasons like Danielle and I would want to be real friends with and I mm-hmm. Lindsay is like a tv character but right. um Danielle is real but mine is like I wouldn't fuck with you if to me again we don't know what happens we'll have to see but if these bitches have been coming at me for four years in a row you feel left out because I'm in a new relationship and then you team up them suck my dick that's it (laughs) yeah I am like super uh, that girl glass of wine at you right how you were defending you? me and now she's your best fuck my dick <laughs> yeah i need to know i really i really really need to know um ray tell everybody where they can find you um find me on twitter i guess Ugh, I, well, I don't like it so much anymore but yeah you can find me on twitter <laughs> i'll probably defending robin on on twitter every sunday for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh and oh I just wanted to say one more thing yes when Maya calls Lindsay a bitch you know Mm -hmm. when she's like when she's like bitch you can feel however the fuck you want to feel or whatever she says Uh why why didn't Maya do that in the car right right because I would have for sure who put the battery in your back here I feel like she's just looking for a moment to be honest anyway <laughs> I just rem- I just remember that because I was thinking about the trailer but yes yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Raysani um and on Instagram Raysani87 um and you know there are there are tv shows that I'm working on that I guess I can't really say much about right now but when they come out please <laughs> and what lady sketch show and everything's trash because i like residuals money please uh hell yeah you guys black lady sketch show on hbo uh everything's trash on freeform check it out you could watch it on hulu too right yes 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 
yeah, check them out, y'all. And we'll, yeah, I'm excited to see what you got uh, moving forward. It's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. I love talking reality with you. I do. You're very smart yeah. and funny and always have a good time. Oh, thank you so much, Ray. You have a great day. You too, love. Bye. Bye.